When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's brand new Season 2. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. You know, educate yourself on the things you can do to stack the coins, to make the coins, you know, to negotiate for yourself. Um, a lot of times, you know, we don't even like to talk money. That's why I actually love the name of your show, Tanya, that, you know, people, people don't like to even talk about money. And I think while it can be intimidated, you have to talk about it because your rent is not free. You're listening to Money Moves, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. Welcome back, Money Movers. In our last segment, we had the privilege of diving into the captivating journey of our guest, Barku Tubman Zawolo. Today, get ready for another dose of inspiration as we continue our conversation with Barku. Okay, so now you've sort of done music, you've made all these really valuable connections, and you've broadened your net sort of to be more internationally. Like, what did this look like for you? How did you decide to sort of start reaching out back to throughout the diaspora and the African markets? Was it important to you culturally or you just saw that, man, Africa is popping. It is the new frontier. I need to put a flag down there and make some of that money. So here's the crazy thing. I, the music industry, so I'm a woman of a certain age, so I've been doing this for a very, very long time. I actually, at some point, the music industry started to shift. This is actually when the music business was shifting from where we had CDs and it started to become digital Mm -hmm. and I mean, everything was, everything was changing. Um, This was also around the same time where my mom actually still lived in Liberia and she came to visit me and got sick. She had a, she had a, a stroke. 
and in true Barku sense, she probably came on a Tuesday. The next Wednesday, I was actually I went to LA. I was actually flying out to LA with Buster Rhymes, and and we got there, and and I got a call that, and I was working for Violator, uh, um, Violator, um, at the time with Chris Lighty and Mona Scott Young. Ah. And when I got there, I got the call. My mom had been rushed to the hospital, so jump back on the plane. And it was there was there, there's there is a certain thing that happens to you when you see your mother or a loved yeah. one laying in the hospital. And my until today, I'm still a workaholic. I'm working on it. I don't know if I'm going to succeed at it, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I have kids if now, it works so for you, it works. If the work life balance is something that I do struggle with, I have to say. People think I make it look good. I always say my Instagram is where I go to make myself look good. But sometimes <laughs> real life is real life is real life. Girl, real life be life out here. It was in that moment where I said, you know what? I have to start spending more time with my mother. She's getting older. And at that time she was living in Liberia. So was my dad too. Actually, he was, he was, he was there as well. And I started to go back to visit. And we also, Liberia had just also had an election and Liberia in 2005 had elected Africa's first female president, President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. And this country, Liberia is one of the poorest countries in the world. Uh, who had gone through God knows how many, as I, you know, I talked about moving to the U.S. in 1980, um, who had gone through several years of civil unrest. It's just it's sort of been back to back to back to back. And when I would go to visit, I started to think through, okay, could I live here? If I lived here, what would I do? You know, what's happening? When President Sirleaf was elected, I went back to Liberia. And what was really exciting is, you know, there was this just sort of amazing feeling of hope that I saw on within the people, in the environment, just, it was just like, finally felt like this country was going to get a chance. Mm. It's really thriving in that moment. And I was like, you know, I want to be a part of what's about to happen here. It also was a blank campus. Liberia had nothing. The roads were shitty. Excuse my French. I don't know if I can say that on here. You can say um, whatever you need to say. <laughs> it, I mean, everything was bad. You know, education system was horrific. It's not that it's that much better now, but it, it just was horrible. It was just really, really bad. But as an entrepreneur, I just saw a blank canvas and I was like, oh, I can paint this canvas whatever I mm -hmm. need. And so that was the start of me going back and starting to focus on life outside of the United States and starting to think about what, you know, what, what is, what, what can I do for the people of Liberia, the young people of Liberia specifically, and they had sort of been following my career in the U.S. So uh, I of course they were. Yeah. <laughs> I had managed, you know, next and we were, uh, the, you know, billboard awards and they saw me on TV and, you know, with them. And, and so had been reading about me. And so there was a lot of, and it's so funny because even prior to going back, I started doing programs there. Like I had partners on the ground. Um, a guy named Mecca, he was like, you've got to do something with these young kids. And so we started like, my company's name was Miss Boss Lady. We started a Miss Boss Lady, like talent competition that I would fund from here. And, and so when I got on the ground in Liberia, it became all about the entertainment industry and people wanting me to really see how I can support like elevating the, the Liberian talent that really wanted an opportunity. And it was really my plan at that time to do so until I actually physically got on the ground and realized yeah. this is all amazing, but these people don't even have food to eat. They are barely surviving. So this cannot be a priority. So that was a, a pivot moment where I pivoted and, and had to rethink, redefine what does my business look like if I'm going to stay in Liberia? And so that's actually mm -hmm. when I sort of launched Miss Boss Lady Entertainment, the Liberian version, which became an events production, branding, and strategic partnership company. 
And and the reason that that happened is because if you are ever in a country that is sort of coming out of war, even if you even if you go to country like cities where there's hurricane, there's a lot of organizations that are there, and they host a lot of workshops and meetings and meetings and meetings to meet about the meeting and and but there's and, a hurricane and we but there's a, right there's a war there's a hurricane people aren't eating poverty is like ridiculous organizations like the world bank the united nations investors are starting to look at it now and so the government needed to host things to educate the country and the and the citizens and so there were a ton of events that would happen and I would just go because at this point I'm like I need to figure it out I don't have anything else yeah, to do so I'm gonna, I gotta figure out the landscape about? what exactly yeah. right Learn the, like learn the landscape, understand the lay of the land. And, and, and what I realized when I would go to those meetings, um, because I knew people in government, I would just sort of go. And what I realized is like, they spend so much time on the logistics of the meeting as opposed to the mm-hmm. people, why they were there. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I could do this. I put tours together with artists all over the United States. And like those logistics are things I do in my, in, in my sleep. And this is a much smaller scale, lots of logistics and infrastructure stuff that you're like, this is my there. superpower. But this is my superpower. I can show up here in a very meaningful way. And so I started to put proposals together for the United Nations, for the World Bank, for government. And I was like, I'm going to host your event. I will I will plan these events for you. And and a couple of people, uh, one being the who was then like the, the executive director for the National Investment Commission in Liberia was like, we're trying to create where we can really connect with local entrepreneurs and Liberian businesses and tell them how they can like... Um, you know, capitalize and take advantage of some of what's what's being brought in by the international community. Can you help us pull this together? And that, you know, when I started doing that, it just sort of trickled it, it, and, and it ended up being amazing. I ended up doing a lot of events, even for presidents or leave in the wow. country. I did national event. I did a lot of national events and eventually my company put a bid in and I even won the award to, uh, me and my team won the award to do Miss Like We owned the Miss Liberia franchise for a few years and um, wow. did that for a while as well. And in and, and, and that was also was able to create an opportunity where we turned the franchise where it was not only about the beauty, but it was really about purpose and, and create opportunities for the young girls in Liberia to not only stay there, but to travel internationally. So when I took over the franchise was the first year in many years where a winner got a chance to even participate in this, in this, the Miss world competition. Cause I had oh, amazing. This podcast is sponsored by cloud optimizer as a business owner or it manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper 
into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I love this. Okay. That's a huge feat, you know, being able to bring the, you know, that's such a great example. One of many, I know of the impact that you've had in your career, both here in Liberia, but be able to like take a country like Liberia and an institution that is very worldly and have them, that's a, that's a really amazing deal. And I know that philanthropy has also been very, very important to you as well. Can we talk about some of your philanthropic efforts, both there and here um, that you've sort of implemented and grown over the years? I, I am very focused on the future. And by the future, I mean the next generation. So I am usually super concerned about what are we going to do with the youth, right? Oh. What are we going to do with the young people? And what are we going to do with young girls? Uh, I, I need black young girls to fight a different fight than we're fighting today. Starting in Liberia, one of the things that 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 we did, I, I support a lot of different charities. Uh, I I probably I can't tell you how many scholarships I, I personally had in countries like Liberia and Ghana. Like you know, like there is you know we we the, the world gets to see the beauty of it, but when you are from yeah. these countries, yeah. you get to see the reality. And so part of what you do is being from Ghana is like just the, the, that by virtue of the fact that the amount of people fly to Ghana as they do yes. in, in, in December um, and or throughout the year now, which is amazing, is is it, that alone helps the economy, right? That, al- the economy. that alone is, yeah. is, is life-changing. But one of the, the things that my nonprofit did is uh, we got to partner with Beverly Bond and her Black Girls Rock organization. And so we would support young girls in Liberia for going to school, you know, learning how to be entrepreneurs, connecting them with mentors. But the partnership we have with them was being able to afford a young Liberian girl who did the the, the application process, um, who was successful and basically have them come to America. And to, for those of you that don't know, coming to America as an African yeah. is like the next best thing to heaven sometimes. It right? is. Because it, it, is. It, it changes your mind. 
it lets you know that you deserve more depending on, I mean, and, and when I'm talking about girls are, who are coming from humble beginnings, I'm talking yeah. about girls who can barely afford, you know, their families can barely afford to do anything for them. Um, yeah. And they're yeah. just driven girls who know that their present reality should not dictate what their destiny and their future is. So they really just step up to yeah. give themselves a chance. And so we, we've had a chance to partner with um, Beverly Bonds organization. We've done a uh, huge, um, conferences in Liberia where we brought U.S. executives from the creative industries to uh, CEOs to CMOs to come and connect with the young people from the film industry so we can just help them understand how to navigate the space that they want to be. And we brought artists from the U.S., you know, to come and talk to the the young ones that want to be artists. And so for me, it's really about bridging the gap. And so and understanding for, for also people in Liberia who just feel like there's no way out to understand that mm-hmm. it may look different because you're in America and it seems like mm-hmm. there's more at your disposal. But a lot of these people that came to speak to them also came from hum- humble beginnings, right? In a different way. So there was a really big connection. There's a big um, connection there. Yes. Yeah. There's a big connection, which is yeah. really important. And so for me, it's always about looking back and also Philanthropy for me, I don't think anything you do as a philanthropist should be forever because that means you're not solving the problem. My goal is to really equip young people, especially young women, so they don't need philanthropy, so they can actually help whoever else is coming from behind them. And so we have a program in Liberia called I Am Legacy, and that is equipping young girls between the age of 15 and 23 um, with all the necessary tools so they can build their own legacy so so they understand legacy starts with them. Legacy starts with them and that's how we empower families and, you know, start creating these generational changes to really build up wealth and just being able, oh, that's such a beautiful thing, especially by focusing on women because we know, come on, right? we are the core of all things. Exactly. And and, and I'm glad you brought that up because the legacy piece is about that generational wealth. Mm -hmm. So they think, so they're not thinking about, I just need to do this for self. They need to think that of the steps, the decisions that they're making, how they're laying the foundation is going to be bigger than self and it's going to last a longer time and they can pass it on and they can build wealth and we can teach them financial literacy, you know, and all of those things that, that some of us really didn't learn as much as I grew up in a family that I shared, I didn't learn financial literacy. Hell shoot. I'm still learning financial literacy, right? right? We're still learning it. And that's why I love, you know, in this, This is why I even feel like podcasting and things like this are so important, especially, you know, as I'm talking to someone who shares sort of the same heritage, because for a long time, you know, we took for granted having, you know, individual cell phones where you could tune into the Internet, where you could have those connections. So when you're talking about, you know, Africa and folks that are living there and I want you all to get this straight. We are I am very proudly African and love every single piece of it. So I'm not trying to say, paint this picture of poverty or this, but it's just sort of factual. But I think what technology has done for Africa is because people have more resources now where they can tap into a podcast, hear this story, and the might like the the ability for people to educate themselves is dramatically changed. The internet is much more diverse. You know, you can be in a rural area. And so that changes how people can look at education, changes how people can look at how they can build wealth for themselves. Like even just small things like that are going to significantly quantum leap, you know, the the countries, Africa, rural areas. I mean, this happens in the U.S. here too. So I I was was literally about to say this. I'm like, it's a, honestly, like, 
it's a it's a it's a global thing, but you know, it's a global black thing, right? Like, so we tend to only see, you know, as as a global black community, we yeah. need to 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 Africa. Unfortunately, usually in those in in most countries, uh, the masses are the ones that are poor, and I think that's even here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 I think the reason I think you and I connect and why it all makes sense is because our goal is to highlight the things that are not being highlighted because there is so much wealth and riches and and cultural Mm -hmm. richness and and stuff. And so a lot of times people don't know how to monetize that. And the people that should benefit from those things are the people in the rural communities who usually live below a specific level. And so I I remember seeing this documentary one time on um, the cocoa industry, which is actually was in Ghana. It was really, really cocoa industry is huge. So for those of you who talk with Godiva, it's like, Yep, Most yep. of the cocos tend to come from that part of the world. And sure these does. cocoa farmers farm and farm and farm, and they're not living the same lives as the people that are selling the Godiva. So no. much so that um, I think it was CNN that did a piece on this. And they went back to the cocoa farmers and said, have you ever seen what the end product of what you start is? None of them had ever even seen chocolate. No. They had never even tasted it. And we know chocolate is a billion dollar, billion dollar oh, plus. Yeah. Industry, right. So, so just say that to say it is so important that it's not about leaving your country or leaving your community. It's about understanding how you monetize your culture, your tradition, uh, for it, for the, for, for the community you stay in to benefit and it continues to benefit the generations and the generations. And that's how the generation wealth, because you want to preserve tradition. You want cocoa farmers to still be cocoa Absolutely. farmers. Absolutely. It's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. In my best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's, I mean, that's something that is, when you talk about tradition, it's generation after generation. My father was a cocoa farmer. We had this. And so it goes on and on. But yeah, exactly. being able for them to recognize the end products. But I think that's also a piece of it. Because if they do recognize, I mean, this is similar. You could say this to, you know, the writer's strike. If you do realize who's making all the money at the other end, what happens when people go, oh, no, I'm not doing that for pennies. So interesting. That interesting. is a perfect comparison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Baku, I just want to go back to your role at Essence Ventures. So tell people what Essence Ventures does. I know it's a subsidiary of like, you know, the larger conglomerate of Essence. Um, But shout them out and tell us about a little bit more about your role there being like this fantastic connector, because it's it's important for a lot of the money movers as well. Yeah. So Essence, I'm the chief of staff in diasporic and talent engagement at Essence Ventures. And Essence Ventures um, is the parent company or the umbrella company or whatever you want to call it to um, what a lot of people know, Essence Communications. And Essence Communication is what houses Essence Magazine, Essence Festival of Culture, the largest festival in the country by per day attendance, proudly. Uh, Essence Black Women in Hollywood and Girls United, you know, that's our, by the way, Girls United, it's, it's, it's our newer franchise. It is, it caters to, to the, to, to the Gen Zers. And so we have Girls United Summit. We have Essence Black Women in Sports. We have a whole fashion house, fashion. We have just a ton of things under Essence Communications. And that's usually the ones, that's where the magazine comes up, of course. And then there's BeautyCon. That's where, you know, we, we, we sort of, democratizing beauty. That's where the beauty rebels live. That's where the beauty entrepreneur comes. That's where the influencers are. That's where we celebrate creators. Then we have Afropunk. Afropunk is just that brand that is like, they they have Mm -hmm. one of the strongest communities that I just absolutely love. And, and it's where, honestly, it's like blacks on the spectrum. Maybe if you want to call it is where the black nerds live and they come look, right. And they'd skateboard and, you know, cause you know, black is not a monolith. So we literally show up excellent everywhere. And then we have Essence Studios. That's our production film television, where we're going to house and tell all of our stories buy us for us, our global stories, you know, to really continue to highlight all the different facets that we are as, as black people. And so as a chief of staff there, um, you know, one of my roles there is, is really, you know, is air traffic control is connecting with all of these, making sure that we're connecting the dots internally as a leadership team, but also as an organization, as well as making sure that we're intentional about our diasporic intent building with the talent community because we probably engage 
probably the largest amount of black talent in from, out of any business. And because we, between our, all of our platforms from print, digital, wow. you know, we, we are not, we are not just a media company. We are media, we are commerce, we are digital, we are tech. And so, you know, we get to really serve what I call, I, I, I believe we're in service to the global black community. And our goal is, you know, it's really to connect the disconnected diaspora in all of the different industries. We stand on a very strong pillar that is economic inclusion and, and uh, health equity. And in order for us to do that, our people need to be served and we need to meet them mm -hmm. uh, from a place of strength and not from a place of deficit. So like, say, for example, Essence is where we serve Black women deeply. And we, we, we believe that the Black woman is the CEO of home culture and community. And so we meet her there. We know she's already prepared to be yeah. that. So our goal is to equip her with the tools in the resources and connect her with the right partners to be able to to live up to what we know she already is she's already it, it, you know inspired the beauty at beautycon we do the same thing of sorts and it's really just you know we are there to make sure that we beautycon is actually the business that is not black beautycon is you know it's it, it's, it's everybody right it's the everything. beauty industry is you get to define what beauty is to you we get to connect you and we get to help you tell your story your way and we provide the platform and the connections um, to make sure that people can access your product, you can access the consumer. You know, it's and and um, we create an environment for that. Afropunk is you know is where we celebrate all things that are black, LGBTQ plus. You know, like I talked about, you know, the the skateboarders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, Afro Afro future, um, and then of course, as the studios is where we have a platform for content. Content is king, but let's let's have content that really speaks to us holistically. Right. And, and let's yeah. be able to find it in one place. So, um, and Essence Studios is one that we're actually developing now. We've done, we've had some success there. And so now we're sort of doing that strategy all over again. And so that's what I get to do at, at, uh, Essence Ventures. Um, that's, it's super exciting, super, super exciting for us. Okay. Before we leave, I want to make sure that we get a minute to number one, Find out where all our money movers can follow you on social and Essence Ventures. And number two, y'all, I would be remiss because fun fact, Barku has three children, triplets, six years old. So you have to tell our money movers audience how you can manage to juggle all these things, but also the mom of six-year-old triplets. I have, you know, I, those of you that follow me know that I have nieces and my sister has twins and, uh, well, three under three. I cannot imagine what it's like having triplets. So how do you do it all? Thankfully, I believe in God because Barku might have quit. <laughs> Barku might have quit. It is by the grace of the almighty God that I am still sitting here looking sane. Um, I have amazing children, Piper, Skylar, and KJ. I have a husband, so thankfully I'm not in this alone. And obviously my mom is still around. So thankfully, you know, my sister, Amen. I have friends and cousins and, you know, so it, it, like I have a tribe. It is not easy. It is really yeah. not easy because your children are your children. I don't care who you have to help you. They are, they are your children. It has been an exciting journey. It is. They have three different personalities. They I want bet. three different things. I have two fashionistas. They are very interesting characters. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a blessing, but it's also great motivation. Like, yeah, the, the level of motivation that comes from parenting to me is you, you can't measure it. Nothing else can motivate me. 
um, to make sure that I, I create a better world and a better life for them and, and, and many children um, around the world. And so, you know, usually, and I wake up knowing that my mission is, is bigger than, than self. Um, and, and that's what I do. So money movers, let me tell you, you know, first of all, yes, learn about this coin, learn about this coin, learn right. about this coin, you know, educate yourself on the things you can do to stack the coins, to make the coins, you know, to negotiate for yourself. Um, a lot of times, you know, we don't even like to talk money. That's why I actually love the name of your show, Tanya, that yes. you know, people, people don't like to even talk about money. And I think while it can be intimidated, you have to talk about it because you have to talk about is- money. And, you know, I, I just think that, you know, once upon a time we were taught that it was gauche to talk about money or just uncouth or whatever. And so we didn't ask for the things we need. You know, the guy next to us was making twice as much because we didn't speak up about it. And I think in particular for women, we didn't want to look like we wanted money or it was not cool because you would be labeled a gold digger or this, that, the other. And women are out here, the most highly educated group. We are making money moves and we need to talk about it. Like when we go for our girls trips, we sit and talk about how we can help each other, how we can make more money. And so I'm so grateful to have you on the show today, just to share your wisdom and expertise. And I'm remiss that this is all the time we have for today. But please, can you share with us, with our audience, where they can find you on social media, um, where they can connect with you, whatever is best for you, because I would love for people to be able to continue to follow your journey. Yes, yes, and yes. So you can, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Instagram girl, primarily. Are we all? I'm learning, I'm learning TikTok. I'm learning TikTok, but my, 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 my name is spelled B-A-R-K-U-E. And that's how you find me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but not really that much. Um, so I wouldn't really, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. Um, I, it's so funny. I actually use Facebook mostly because Liberians are on Facebook. Africans. Yes. It's like when someone gives you their number here and if Africans, they only talk on WhatsApp. And people are like, why do you use WhatsApp? <laughs> exactly. So I'm learning TikTok and I, I think there's Barku too. I'm on, I guess, X. I don't use that as much. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn, Barku Tubman, um, B-A-R-K-U-E. My last name is Tubman, T-U-B-M-A-N. My married name is Zawolo, but I don't really think it's on anything really. I just, I told my husband, I love you, but that is, first of all, my kids are going to be the last ones to graduate because it's a Z. And it's, oh, it's already... Mm-hmm. And it's out. It's already three syllables, so we're gonna stick to Barku Tubman. I got um, it. I got married later on in life, so I, you know, I'm like, if I called anybody and say Barku Zawal is on the phone, they probably keep me on hold for 30 minutes. Whereas if I say Barku Tubman, they'd be like, okay, her, I might remember a little bit. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so yes, I'm. I'm bar- you pretty much can find me Barku on anything. What a treat. Oh, Money Movers, make sure you follow Barku on everything. You know she's an Instagram girl like most of us are, so make sure you check her out. And thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for being a connector between here, the diaspora, and everything. Money Movers, that is all the time we have for today. But Barku, thank you so thank much you. for being on our Thank you. Thank you. This was great. I, I, you know, I appreciate you. I, like I said, I, um, I'm 100% familiar with who you are. Um, <laughs> love that, you know, you've elevated or continue to use your platform platform, you know, to educate others. I, I, I applaud you for that as well, Tanya. I think that's, um, that's really special and gracious. You could be doing anything else and this is what you've chosen. So uh, this is really, really special. I think, you know, I, I don't think there can be enough conversations about educating our, our community about money and wealth and, you know, and just, just giving people the tools that they need to succeed. So congratulations to you. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I'm just happy that I get a, get to wake up and talk to really amazing people all day. Like, pinch me. That's awesome. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at gogreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, Money Movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Until next time. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.